Welcome to the Alkaline Unplugged podcast. I'm Erin Parazuski, a functional fitness expert and holistic health coach. I am the founder and CEO of Alkaline, a health and wellness company that operates boutique fitness franchises across the U.S. I live in Menlo Park, California with my husband and two young daughters. I am joined by my podcast partner, Kathy Purnell, a master instructor at Alkaline and a former special education teacher. She has three grown daughters and lives in Los Altos with her husband, Jeff. Together, we bring you Alkaline Unplugged, a collection of conversations on a whole host of topics, from experts in the health and wellness field to the real, raw, and human stories of people like you and me. We look forward to bringing you content that will nourish your mind, body, and soul. We thank you for tuning in and look forward to your comments and feedback. If you like what you hear, we'd appreciate a review on iTunes or wherever you're listening. As a disclaimer, neither Kathy nor I are licensed medical professionals. The materials and content in this podcast are intended to be general information and are not to be considered a substitute for medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Welcome to Alkaline Unplugged, episode 10. Today, we are joined by Carla Young, who is an Alkaline client and an all-around awesome human. She was born and raised in Panama and moved to the U.S. 20 years ago. Welcome, Carla. Hello. And Hi. Kathy's here, too. Sorry, I forgot to introduce <laughs> Hi, Kathy. <Carla. laughs> hey, Erin. Um, happy you guys are here. And um, in addition to Carla being awesome, she's also really fascinating. So we're excited that she's here with us today and that you're going to share a little bit about your story. So tell us, without further ado, tell us more about you. Well, um fascinating now i'm gonna have to look that one up <laughs> <laughs> i would say I'm, my life is epic epic uh, oh, okay yeah epic. Both. same um i have different hobbies i love humans um and dogs more well yeah i have two <laughs> dogs i have a yorkie and a terrier mix and the terrier mix is latina like me <laughs> she's the pain of my existence um I love children. I don't have any of my own, but I volunteer at Alkaline at the, you know, playroom yep. and I just love on other people's children and then I get to give them back. So that's good. Um, what else? Um, tell us about your, how you, I don't want to say found Alkaline, how you found your return to Alkaline. Um, you can tell us where you, how you originally found it. So originally it was back in the day when it was in. Yes, another okay. name. Yes, it's a different name. And I have heard about it through like a Facebook post, something related to a, a, like a, similar to a cleanse or like what we do now, Nourish. It was a similar product. Oh, okay. And Very they, clean, I bet, yeah. when we did that. Yeah. Yes. And then I came to the studio because there were people doing that group on Facebook. And, you know, I, I joined for a while. My, my employer current employer was just like down the street so it was easy then life gets busy I forget all health then I came back recently because of an injury and I knew that alkaline focuses on mobility and core strength and the community is awesome too so that's how I return okay tell us a little bit about that <laughs> the, the community or the accident <laughs> tell us about your accident so Carla was in a skydiving accident and she's going to tell us more about that. Yes. So um, two years ago, I broke my back. I had two compressor fractures, um, L1 and L3. 
So it was, you know, a uh, uh, bad injury on my lumbar spine. And um, I've been skydiving at this point for two years. It's my boyfriend's birthday weekend. He wants to try this camp. We drove down to Lake Elsinore uh, to skydive Elsinore. And I, I didn't want to do it. I didn't want to go through this camp, but I was like, okay, he wants to do it. His birthday, I'll do whatever. You know, I'm a good partner sometimes. And, and you had sky dove. Yeah. Skydived. Yes, Divin. <laughs> you <laughs> jumped out of a You had jumped out of a plane with the assist of a parachute before. When yeah, it like completely changed the structure <laughs> yeah, of the yeah, Exactly. Okay. Um, awesome. I've been at this point in the sport for two years. So I'm a licensed skydiver. I'm current. I jump every weekend. But this is not something I'm interested in trying, but I'm doing it at this point for my boyfriend. Um, and so I went, we went down to we went down to Elsinore and we drove his, at that time he had a Prius. So he said, small car. <laughs> so imagine driving back after breaking your back on a Prius. No bueno. So anyway, <laughs> I had, it was the most painful ride of my life on the way back after, you know, I'm on a But you were race. saving the environment, Carlos. Yeah, so he <laughs> was at the time, but not anymore. He has a big SUV. Um, <laughs> that's a topic for another day. So yeah, I'm jumping out of a plane. I'm actually the last one out. Um, and we were all paired with other people who were more experienced in that particular discipline, which is what called was the discipline again? It's called crew or CRW. Basically, it's when parachutes uh, make formations together with the actual parachute. You make like a pyramid or this time it was just because it was our first jump, two people. So we were going to touch parachutes, uh, end cells, you know, the end cell of one parachute with the other. And they're teaching us this new skill. I mean, normally on my normal skydive at that point, I have like 285 jumps. You stay away from other people. Yeah. When you're doing the formations or whatever, you track away for your life. You don't want to open your parachute in case of entanglement or any malfunction. You want to be out as far away as possible to people. But this particular discipline uses a different kind of parachute. It's That's what we do on that one, right? So the jump went well. Everything was fantastic. I was like, oh, my God, I can do this. I realized I didn't have like a lot of upper strength because you have to get on the front risers of your parachute and that requires like pulling and I'm not I'm not strong at this point. But I'm like, I got this, I'm gonna land. Everybody else had landed just as I'm coming down for final. Um the wind shifted directions. So as I'm getting on my front risers, which then after that you have to like have a two-stage player, you grab um imagine your brakes, you go one and two and you finish it so it's a process and, and we we're skilled at this to get licensed you have to go through this it's like it's, it's taught it's just like driving a car you practice and then once they trust you they give you a license so it's at this point a matter of it was an unfortunate set of co the co you know the continuous event that happened and then i had the accident so first time on this new parachute um first time at this drop zone and then the wind shifts direction so I couldn't recover from like three different things being thrown at me and I never had an opportunity to flare or stop my parachute. So I just went from like 15 feet straight to the ground. It wow. happened super fast. Um, I just remember my head in between my legs and I knew, oh, this is not good because I'm not flexible at this point. I mean, I'm not working out. I'm just <laughs> going through life. And I knew like, okay, either I'm dead or I'm going to be unable to move for the rest of my life like there is no in between did you have any pain right away yes immediately and um well, that's that a good sign you're alive yes. right yeah well point. kind of but not really because i'm so confused as to what's happening and the next thing i i feel is somebody's hand in my butt 
<laughs> Hello. <laughs> so I'm like, wait, what? Like, I must be like unable to move. I'm on the ground. Something bad happened. Somebody's touching me. Like, wow, leave it to the skydivers to be sketchy people. <laughs> I'm getting hit on after yeah. a terrible situation. And then, um, then I, I, I mean, I knew I was alive because immediately the sassy in me comes out and says, Hey, wait a minute. Why are you touching me? And he identified himself as a nurse. So that was fortunate. And he went through a series of, you know, steps to make sure that I was actually able to move. They call 911. And the, the difficult part at that moment, tremendous pain is I'm in recovery. So I don't take narcotics. I don't do any drugs or alcohol. Wow. So I had to endure this pain at this moment thinking I will not take anything that could be. Wow, that's discipline right there. Yeah, it was really hard because they kept pushing it. And as they put me in the as they put me in the ambulance, the it's not like it's an even paved road. It, this was like landing in the grass and there's ups and bumps and down. And that's why I was saying like, yeah, driving back from all the way from Elsinore, that's like a seven hour drive. Wow. In a Prius, you feel everything. Because I drive an SUV. So you they know, didn't take you to the hospital. There. They did. They take okay. me to the hospital. They leave me overnight. Um, you know, obviously my boyfriend's weekend is plans are canceled. He has to be in the hospital with me. And then, you know, they, they told me my diagnosis, but I did not go through surgery or anything down there because, you know, my, my team is up here in the Bay area. So they just put me on a back brace and send me off. Wow. Yeah. So then I followed up with my primary care physician at that time was at Stanford they refer me to Palo Alto Medical Foundation because the other, the Stanford couldn't see me for like six months. So then I found my my uh, surgeon at Palo Alto Medical Foundation and he scheduled the surgery like two months later. So and two months you had to, yeah, what did you do because, for two months? Well, the thing is that he wanted to do it right away, but I wanted my body to heal. I thought, you know what, let's give my body wow. some time to heal. Yeah, that was dumb. <laughs> the wow. surgery was like overnight. Next day, I had no pain. If I would have known, I would have done it. But I wanted to be more informed. You know, I didn't want to rush into it. And then to my second interview with him, I came with my boyfriend and we considered all of the options that I had at the time. And yeah, by the time then, you know, you need to book it at, at Stanford. It was a, it was a process. Um, and I was hoping my body will get back together, like magically. I don't know. But it didn't. So I had to have surgery. Did you take anything? You had, were, uh, did you go, you went under for that? A, they had to put me under yeah. and they had to give me, a, you know, pain medication, supervised, you know, given to my boyfriend and he would give it to me. Two days later, I was like, I don't want this. And I was fine. I had no pain, zero pain after the surgery. Carla, that's an impressive story because you hear um, often when people have an experience like you do, that it actually triggers a an addiction, yeah. you know, with the overprescription of opioids and all of that. So, wow, kudos to you Thank for you. really working your program and being able to make it through. Yeah, without. That's hard. That's, that yeah. was really difficult because I mean, you are in pain, and you know, the people I, I work with, super smart people, and they're like, you not, you need to manage the pain from the brain first, because if your brain is in pain, it's not going to heal the body, and you're hearing conflicting messages, and I'm thinking, what is best for me long term? So I did take the the medication as prescribed by my doctor for two days. It was like you know, pain management, and then I, you know, and then I was fine, so I didn't take any more. Uh, prescription medication and now you know i actually met with a um, um specialist who 
focuses on the overall body, kind of like what we do at Alkaline. Like it's not just, hey, work out this muscle and like isolate. It's like the whole package. That's why I'm attracted to to the studio and the people and the community. And like, you know, we have supplements like Nourish and and the holistic it's, approach. It's a holistic approach. Versus, like, it's not just like, yeah. oh, you broke you you broke your back. It's like they were noticing your posture. You know, you have to do some um, forms of stretching. You have to um, take care of the whole package. Even from the shoes that I wear today, my doctor told me like, hey, don't buy the shoes that bend because that's going to affect your posture. And, you know, so there was a, a lot of involvement from the team at Palo Alto Medical Foundation. I'm grateful. But I feel like that's why I was able to recover too because coming to Alkaline is like, you know, it's, it's for me. I love the competitions, and also, <laughs> but also when we so does Kathy. Yes, yes. I, I, I can relate. Competitive Kathy. <laughs> yeah. Indeed. So like when I like really come hardcore, like oh my god, I'm going to many classes. Normally, when there's a competition happening, um, and there's also like when we do nourish, like you know, learning everything about your body and and everything we're interconnected, and if one part is suffering, the other part will suffer too. It's that's a great just message to people listening that um, the importance of really being a student of your body and it shouldn't take something like jumping out of a plane and having a bad fall <laughs> to trigger that desire to learn, you know, what you do, both when it comes to movement, when it comes to fueling, all of those things have mm -hmm. such an impact on our bodies. And and just tying it back to I don't know if you had a chance to listen to our um podcast it was like two podcasts ago yeah pain maybe. no gain with vivian Toffin. yeah who's a pain specialist at mm -hmm. stanford and she was also talking about her their holistic approach um to the whole person so if you go into into life right that way and something unfortunate happens mm -hmm. which i always say you can't necessarily prevent stuff from happening but how you respond to it is you know, stuff happens. Yeah. It happens. Yeah. But, does. um, if, and then it sounds like now there's a much more holistic approach on the other side, which is. Yeah. And one cool. thing I appreciated, uh, I think happened last year was when we did a seminar that you brought a coach, like, I think she's a life coach. I mean, she's experienced and she was asking like, okay, we had to do. We did Karen. Yeah, when we, Karen came to speak. Yes. And we did it at the studio and yeah. we all had like a, a questionnaire and like your view on life actually changes after a traumatic event. At least it did for me. Like things that I used to take for granted, like walking my dogs. I couldn't walk. I mean, I could walk, but I was in pain and I had this thing holding me up. It was a back brace. I actually joked that I looked like Robocop. Like I totally <laughs> looked like Robocop and, you know, going through that pain and, and people would judge, you know, like I had a disabled placard and I would, oh, yeah. and I didn't, like, even if I wanted to walk with my back brace, like, I, I, I would, I think I would try to overcompensate because I knew they were looking like, she's not even that old. Like, why is she, you know, but we don't know. And I learned right. that too, because I would judge people with like disabled placards. Like, hmm, they look normal to me, but you don't know what the person is going through. Like the pain that I was going through, that was difficult. That my body from the outside looked good, but like people didn't know how much in pain I was in the inside. What do you attribute your ability to overcome this psychically and mentally and well I had a good team that that I have to say so the people at Palo Medical and I also have a therapist and she explained to me because I I went into depression I went into hey what's happening like my body I'm not that old and I almost died but I should be grateful but I'm in pain and you have like conflicting messages inside your body and your brain and she told me your body let you down 
So I think when she said those words, I realized like, wait, yeah, that's how I'm feeling. So now how do I get back to this body? I had to do the work, you know, the physical therapy and then actually like removing the back brace. That was a big one. Do you foresee yourself ever um, kind of counseling others who may go through maybe not a, a situation exactly like your own, but someone who's ha- experienced an injury and has that sense of setback and that those feelings of depression, which would be mm-hmm. natural. Have you ever thought about, you're such a personable gal and somebody who I think uses humor in a great way, but it's also you're an incredibly compassionate person. I just wonder if you've ever thought about. <laughs> I started writing a blog today. Great. <laughs> today? Yes. I well, I and just, also what you're doing right because now. Because it's helpful. a lot in my life that I'm super grateful for. Like, I mean, I, I had like a BC three months and I haven't been in the sky and I just got back this weekend and um, it was the fear of like, Oh my God, I can break myself again and overcoming the fear. And then like, wait, I got this, I've done it. And then, you know, like didn't have the best landing of the first one and people saw me, Oh my God, I'm embarrassed. I should be better. And all of these conflicting thoughts at the same time racing through my head. But once I'm in the sky, I'm like at peace. So today I was like, I should start a blog for myself, you know, like put my thought into pages. And, and then I don't know what happened, but I don't think it's saved. And then, oh, I, came no. <laughs> and then I came here. So I was like, yeah, I'll postpone that one for well, two Well, it'll come back to yeah. you. And, and what an example of a growth mindset. First of all, I am, people who know me would 100% agree with this. I am not the world's biggest risk taker. And I can absolutely guarantee you that if I had jumped out of a plane and had an accident like you did there, I I might not ever fly again, let alone jump out of a moving aircraft. So that growth mindset, kudos to you. I just, I don't know that I could do it. Yeah. It's impressive. Thank you. I feel like the opposite. I feel like I am so grateful that I can't wait to get on the sky because I know I've done it before. And I know that I have a body that now is so fully recovered that it can handle it, you know? Yeah. So I don't feel that my body let me down anymore. On the contrary, like last yesterday, I went to class. I went to the 545 and I was like, oh God, I only worked out like one time since I got back from vacation. I put on a lot of weight. I was like, oh, I'm just going to eat, eat, eat. I was in Italy and I was in Switzerland and Poland. And all I did was right. eat and dessert, eat and dessert. So now I'm like, okay, time to get back. I didn't fit in my jumpsuit this weekend. <laughs> I was like, somebody shrunk my jumpsuit. Who borrowed it and gave it back smaller? And I was like, I need to kick it again. Like, okay, Monday, going Good for back. You. Get yeah. back on the horse. Yes. And I was like, so afraid, like, oh my God, I forgot how to do this. And then, I mean, I kind of sucked a little. Like, I would say, you know, riding the struggle bus a little bit, but then it, <laughs> I was fine. <laughs> then I was totally fine. I was like, and then the woman next to me, I think like, oh my God, she kicks ass and she's so badass and everything she's doing. And then she took a break because she realized my body can't handle it right now. And then that inspired me. And I feel like that's how I feel about alkaline. Like nobody's looking, nobody's judging. We're all doing our best for the day. And I had a great class and I feel like, oh, okay. I put a, my stuff is in the car for tomorrow. We're open 4th of July. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So yes. I'll be there. I was already thinking like, oh, I'm going to wear a white tutu with my American flag. I love it. <laughs> like, I'm already planning because now I'm like, okay, time to get back and, you know, reserve in advance because it's going to be busy. Yes, yes. it's going to be busy. Well, I'm going to be there for the um, 
for the playroom anyway. So I want to oh, dress yeah. up for the kids. Oh, you know, I always great. do something special Cute. for the kids during. I'm lucky. I always get the good holidays. I got Valentine's. I got Easter. You know, like I, I'm always. So I'm already like, oh, what the am I gonna do? Love you. I do too. So like, fun. yeah, everybody's cool. Um, so yeah, I'm just thinking, and yes, I will reserve because I'm thinking I will do a class before. Yeah, totally. Yeah. It's great. And when you first came back, I would imagine that you needed to modify from yes. the accent. Yeah, and that the was accents, the, yeah. that was key for me, like going to the instructor and being vulnerable and say, "Hey, I had an injury," and knowing that they were knowledgeable. You know, it wasn't like, Good. "Oh, well, just sit there and do it anyways." It was like okay, this is the what you will do to modify. And I was like, what? Like they're actually connecting with me and realizing that I had things that I couldn't do and nobody's judging and on the contrary, they're helping me. Yeah. And we want, we want our clients to feel like they can walk in the door with whatever their situation is and they feel 100% supported. Um, if one exercise doesn't work for them, we can, we can set them up with something similar. And like you said, nobody is noticing, nobody's watching. We're just... Mm-hmm. But I think it's important because when, when you're the instructor, you always ask, like, is there any injury I need to be aware of? And, like, I feel like I hear that constantly because a lot of time we might think, like, oh, I'm good. And, you know, I had, like, a rotator cuff injury after, you know, my other injury and just being able to modify, you know, yeah. and just communicate because I know they were asking, does anybody have an injury? And also, hopefully, we set a safe space, too, so that during class, if something doesn't feel quite mm-hmm. right, a client can say, wow, this isn't working for me. Is there something else I can do? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Our goal is to empower you to listen to your body because mm-hmm. nobody knows, as you said, you know, that the placard, the handicap placard or the mm-hmm. disabled placard, nobody really knows what's going on inside you. And I think that we're so conditioned to, like, push through. We talked about this a little bit, like pushing through the pain um, in the pain podcast, which depending on what you have going on, right? Mm-hmm. Like I tell my kids sometimes to push p- through the pain of the, the hang now, but that's <laughs> different than pushing through the pain. You know, you have to, your, your brain and body have to like sync up and you have to give it permission and space to do that. And mm-hmm. I think, um, I hear a lot just, you know, being in the industry for as long as I have been, a lot of people, um, have a lot of conversations with a lot of people. And a lot of times I'll say, so tell me more about why you do that or tell me more about what's going on. And a lot of times they say, well, my trainer told me to do it that way or so-and-so told me to do it that way. And I used to say, if your trainer, you know, told you to jump off a bridge, would you do it? But now I'll say, if they told you to jump out of a plane without a parachute, would you do it? <laughs> you know, I just don't think everybody is um, as educated or as invested. And so... Uh, I'm glad that you've had the experience at Alkaline, which we really do care about your well-being, and we are highly trained. Um, we can't call ourselves, we're not physical therapy, and I wouldn't proclaim to be that, but mm-hmm. we're a really good place to come, you know, to, re- you know, prevent, restore, recover. We have a lot of PT involved. We now have a PT on um, staff. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think it's a, a good place. I think it's also interesting because if you ask for, you know, recommendations from like your team at PAMF, they don't, you know, necessarily know where to send you, mm-hmm. right? Not all fitness classes are created equally. And mm-hmm. I feel like very few focus on safety and sustainability and form and individualizing for, you know, different needs. But mm-hmm. so are you, would you say that you're pretty much 100% Oh, I am so 100%. Uh, the awesome. doctor, my my surgeon at PAMS told me that I would never wear heels again. I wear heels all the time. 
Just, just, I wear <laughs> just because, just, just because. because, because you're Latina and you're gonna yes. show them. And I'm who's like, in I'm charge. going to. I want. I can't wait to go to my next visit and just wave at him like my shoes. We you hope know? you're also rolling your feet. Yes, I am. And I coming am. to recharge yes. regularly. Recharge is important. I should put it more in my rotation. But like, I love the Sunday one, but I'm always skydiving on Sunday. So yeah, you, you know, sometimes at home. Yeah, no, we own. do. And I bought yeah. the balls, and I have yes. that. My boyfriend he rolls all the time. Keep like, them away from your dogs. Yes, my dog will. Destroy yeah. them. Dogs and children love to snag those, and sometimes <laughs> partners. Yeah, well, even my coworker steals my book because I bring them to work. She's like, "Oh, can I borrow that?" And now what I do is like I just buy stuff. Like when I buy the cute little leggings that I'm going for me, I buy a pair for her because I love that's, her and she's gonna. Lovely. <laughs> you should bring her to class. I did. <laughs> she loved it. She loved it. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. How long did it take you to get back from the time of the accident? Like not just physically, but you know, mentally. How long till you felt like yourself? So right after the surgery, I was fine, but I think it took time in terms of um, my community. I had distanced myself from uh, the skydiving community because it was too painful to see all my friends having fun. And for example, one of my closest friends, she was jumping with other people and I'll see the videos and I was like, wait, that's my friend. They're stealing her from me. <laughs> and um, that part took time. Uh, the recovery itself, I was able to get current because after you don't jump for a period, depending on what license you have, you have to do a recurrency jump with an instructor and they will check like, okay, she can get back unsupervised. Um, that one took, um, the doctor had suggested 10 months. I took a year. So I didn't jump for a full year. And then when I was ready to jump, it took one hour before the actual jump to go over all the procedures, what would happen if this happened, how, how would you recover? So it wasn't just like, oh, go back in the sky. I, I jumped with somebody else, not tandem or anything, but he jumped right after me. He landed before me. He videoed my landing. And then he said, you're good to go. On a scale of one to 10, what was your anxiety like doing that first jump after? Oh, I thought I was like, I, I was going to pass out just from all the thought racing and inside the plane when I, we were getting yes. up to altitude. I was like, what am I doing? I'm, but if I die on the next one? And I had all the fears, right? But so uh, through recovery, I have learned that fear could be like, basically like F everything and run. Or F face everything and run. Yeah. Fear. That's yeah. Awesome. Or face everything and recover or rejoice. So I was like, I'm going to face everything and rejoice. So I did I it. That is so that. cool. I've never yeah. Heard so, that. so for me, it was That's like. That's what you should call your uh, blog, by the way. Oh, yay. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's a great one. It's going down. No credit will be given. Just <laughs> I'll take it right now. <laughs> yeah. When I figure out how to save the page before all my thoughts go into. Hey. I, that happened to me with my book. And yeah. It's devastating. I know. But it took so me good. like it took me like I don't know, probably a month to go back. <laughs> I was so bad. Yeah, I was like, I'm just gonna leave. I'm gonna put just wait for days. those authentic, humorous, enlightening mm -hmm. thoughts like to come, the and then put it on paper. Okay, say it again. Face everything and recover, or face everything and rejoice and rejoice. Okay. So at that moment, I was. You should have seen my face. Like my boyfriend was also on that load. And when, you know, I landed on the student field, which is bigger, even though, you know, like I knew how to land on the regular field, I just needed time to be by myself with my parachute. And when my boyfriend saw my face, he knew like, okay, now she's back. Because even though I had done all the physical therapy and the recovery and all of that, the face wasn't quite matching what I was feeling. But at that moment, I was like, oh my God, I'm back. So I would say it took a year. Wow. To get back in the sky and to get back to my 
fulfilled self of I went through the fear and I'm rejoicing right now. How would you say you're different today than you were the morning of that jump? From my comeback from, jump? No, no, no. From the... the that broken... Yes. Um, I think, I mean, I've always been a grateful person, but now it's like next level gratitude because every day is not promised, right? So I get in my car and I know I could have an accident, not because of what's going on with me, but like sometimes even like if it's an early morning, like I don't know who's driving drunk from the night before, like somebody maybe partied all night. So I take my life really like moment by moment in, in gratitude because I'm like, okay, well, here I am. And also I know it's not promised. So trying to do my best, like who do I owe an amends at the end of the night? Or have I been the best person at work, at, at life, at my in my partnership? Like, am I doing the best that I can? And some days I check, yes, I've been great today. And some days not so much. And then I We're have the opportunity. Human. Yes, we are just having a human experience. But do I owe somebody an apology? Most of the time, my boyfriend. <laughs> but Hopefully um, he listens to this podcast. I will make him listen. <laughs> no, he knows. He knows. Like, And lately, I feel like it's more of recognizing, like, I don't have to be perfect, but I can do better when I know better. And I feel like now I know better because I am alive and I could have died and I didn't. Wow. And, yeah. Amazing. It is an amazing story. And I, I just so appreciate you, your willingness to share it and the vulnerability and um, I think people will be inspired. Certainly the clients that see you in the stu in the studio day to day who maybe don't know this backstory are gonna yeah. be amazed and I wish you well. Thank you. I just wanna say thank you to you guys. I mean, thank you for inviting me and also thank you for providing this space. I mean it's a community and that's why I keep coming back. It's just, it's the fun stuff. It's the cool snacks. It's the beautiful bracelets and the, all the merchandise. It's not but just it's, the cute retail. It, it is, <laughs> that is the good positioning as you enter. You're like, whoa, I deserve this. But in, even myself, I, I tell myself, like, if you go to this class, then you get this. Like, I'm like a little puppy that you're that's like, great. you do the trick, I'll give you the, I do it to myself. But anyways, I am grateful for the community. I'm grateful for everything. Everything is like, it's the experience, the overall alkaline experience. But I think our clients, Aaron, I'm sure you would agree. Our clients are what are such a huge part of the community yeah. and what makes me so excited each time I walk through those doors to teach class. So yeah. And I'm that everybody is in the same wavelength. Like from, I just, you know, when you, you get greeted by name because the staff knows you, like that's yeah. major for me. And not just because like I, you know, volunteer there at the playroom, but it's also everybody takes the time to actually have the human experience. At least that has been my experience, you know, like, and I hope that it's the same for everybody at the studio because we're all part of it, you know, yeah. reading one another. Oh, and I love the competition. So <laughs> <laughs> she mentioned she's a little competitive. Yes. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much. We look forward to seeing you at the studio and hearing about your next skydive. I won't be joining you for that because I'm too much of a chicken shit, but yeah. good for you. <laughs> thank you, Carla. Thank you for joining another episode of Alkaline Unplugged. As a reminder, please leave us a review on Apple iTunes or wherever you're listening. Comments, feedback, and requests or suggestions for future guests can be emailed to info at alkalinestudios.com. We look forward to hearing from you.